Section six of the Notebooks of Samuel Butler. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elaine Conway, England. The Notebooks of Samuel Butler. Edited by Henry Festing Jones. Memory and Design clergymen and chickens extract from a lecture on memory as a key to the phenomena of hereditary delivered by butler at the working men's college great ormond street on saturday the second of december eighteen eighty two why let me ask should a hen lay an egg which egg can become a chicken in about three weeks and a full-grown hen in less than a twelvemonth while a clergyman and his wife lay no eggs but give birth to a baby which will take three and twenty years before it can become another clergyman why should not chickens be born and clergymen be laid and hatched or why at any rate should not the clergyman be born full-grown and in holy orders not to say already beneficed the present arrangement is not convenient it is not cheap it is not free from danger it is not only not perfect but it is so much the reverse that we could hardly find words to express our sense of its awkwardness if we could look upon it with new eyes or as the cuckoo perhaps observes it the explanation usually given is that it is a law of nature that children should be born as they are but this is like the parched pea which saint anthony set before the devil when he came to supper with him and of which the devil said that it was good as far as it went we want more we want to know with what familiar set of facts we are to connect the one in question which though in our midst at present dwells apart as a mysterious stranger of whose belongings reason for coming amongst us antecedents and so forth we believe ourselves to be ignorant though we know him by sight and name and have a fair idea what sort of man he is to deal with we say it is a phenomenon of heredity that chickens should be laid as eggs in the first instance and clergymen born as babies but beyond the fact that we know hereditary extremely well to look at and to do business with we say that we know nothing about it i have for some years maintained this to be a mistake and have urged in company with professor herring of prague and others that the connection between memory and hereditary is so close that there is no reason for regarding the two as generically different though for convenience sake it may be well to specify them by different names if i can persuade you that this is so i believe i shall be able to make you understand why it is that chickens are hatched as eggs and clergymen born as babies when i say i make you understand why this is so i only mean that i can answer the first why that any one is likely to ask about it and perhaps a why or two behind this then i must stop this is all that is ever meant by those who say they can tell us why a thing is so and so no one professes to be able to reach back to the last why that any one can ask and to answer it 
fortunately for philosophers people generally become fatigued after they have heard the answer to two or three whys and are glad enough to let the matter drop if however any one will insist on pushing question behind question long enough we become powerless to admit that we come to the end of our knowledge which is based ultimately upon ignorance to get knowledge out of ignorance seems almost as hopeless a task as to get something out of any number of nothings but this in practice is what we have to do and the less fuss we make over it the better when therefore we say that we know why a thing is so and so we mean that we know its immediate antecedents and connections and find them familiar to us i say that the immediate antecedent of and the phenomenon most closely connected with hereditary is memory i do not profess to know why anything can remember at all i only maintain that whereas to borrow an illustration from mathematics life was formerly an equation of say a hundred unknown quantities it is now one of only inasmuch as memory and hereditary have been shown to be one thing and the same thing memory one memory is a kind of way or weight whichever it should be that the mind has got upon it in virtue of which the sensation excited endures a little longer than the cause which excited it there is thus induced a state of things in which mental images and even physical sensations if there can be such a thing as a physical sensation exist by virtue of association though the conditions which originally called them into existence no longer continue this is as the echo continuing to reverberate after the sound has ceased two to be is to think and to be thinkable to live is to continue thinking and to remember having done so memory is to mind as viscosity is to protoplasm it gives a tenacity to thought a kind of pierre de terre from which it can and without which it could not advance thought in fact and memory seem inseparable no thought no memory and no memory no thought and as conscious thought and conscious memory are functions one of another so also are unconscious thought and unconscious memory memory is as it were the body of thought and it is through memory that body and mind are linked together in rhythm or vibration for body is such as it is by reason of the characteristics of the vibrations that are going on in it and memory is only due to the fact that the vibrations are of such characteristics as to catch on to and be caught on to by other vibrations that flow into them from without no catch no memory antheses memory and forgetfulness are as life and death to one another to live is to remember and to remember is to live to die is to forget and to forget is to die everything is so much involved in and is so much a process of its opposite that as it is almost fair to call death a process of life and life a process of death so it is to call memory a process of forgetting and forgetting a process of remembering there is never either absolute memory or absolute forgetfulness absolute life or absolute death so with light and darkness heat and cold you never can get either all the light all the heat out of anything so with god and the devil so with everything everything is like a door swinging backwards and forwards 
everything has a little of that from which it is most remote and to which it is most opposed and these antheses serve to explain one another unconscious memory a man at the century club was falling foul of me the other night for my use of the word memory there was no such thing he said as unconscious memory memory was always conscious and so forth my business is and i think it can be easily done to show that they cannot beat me off my unconscious memory without my being able to beat them off their conscious memory that they cannot deny the legitimacy of my maintaining the phenomena of hereditary to be phenomena of memory without my being able to deny the legitimacy of their maintaining the recollection of what they had for dinner yesterday to be a phenomenon of memory my theory of the unconscious does not lead to universal unconsciousness but only to pigeonholing and putting by we shall always get new things to worry about if i thought that by learning more and more i should ever arrive at the knowledge of absolute truth i would leave off studying but i believe i am pretty safe reproduction and memory there is the reproduction of an idea which has been produced once already and there is the reproduction of a living form which has been produced once already the first reproduction is certainly an effort of memory it should not therefore surprise us if the second reproduction should turn out to be an effort of memory also indeed all forms of reproduction that we can follow are based directly or indirectly upon memory it is only the one great act of reproduction that we cannot follow which we disconnect from memory personal identity we are so far identical with our ancestors and our contemporaries that it is very rarely we can see anything that they do not see it is not unjust that the sins of the fathers should be visited upon the children for the children committed the sins when in the persons of their fathers they ate the sour grapes before they were born true they have forgotten the pleasures now but so has a man with a sick headache forgotten the pleasure of getting drunk the night before sensations our sensations are only distinguishable because we feel them in different places and at different times if we feel them at very nearly the same time and place we cannot distinguish them cobwebs in the dark if you walk at night and your face comes up against a spider's web woven across the road what a shock that thin line gives you you fristle through every nerve of your body shocks and memory memory is our sense that we are being shocked now as we were shocked then shocks given matter conscious is one part of itself of a shock in another part i e knowing in what part of itself it is shocked retaining a memory of each shock for a little while afterwards able to feel whether two shocks are simultaneous or in succession and able to know whether it has been shocked much or little given also that association does not stick to the letter of its bond and the rest will follow design one there is often connection but no design as when i stamp my foot with design and shake something down without design or as when a man runs up against another in the street and knocks him down without intending it this is undesign without design rancid insults are felt by people who see design in a connection where they should see little connection and no design 
connection with design is sometimes hard to distinguish from connection without design as when a man treads on another's corns it is not always easy to say whether he has done so accidentally or on purpose men have been fond in all ages of ascribing connection where there is none thus astrology has been believed in before last christmas i said i had neglected the feasts of the church too much and that i should probably be more prosperous if i paid more attention to them so i hung up three pieces of ivy in my rooms on christmas eve a few months afterwards i got the entail cut off my reversion but i should hardly think there was much connection between the two things nevertheless i shall hang some holly up this year too it seems also designed ab extra though who can say whether this is so that no one should know anything whatever about the ultimate or even deeper springs of growth and action if not designed the result is arrived at as effectually as though it were so accident design and memory it is right to say either that hereditary and memory are one and the same thing or that hereditary is a mode of memory or that hereditary is due to memory if it is thereby intended that animals can only grow in virtue of being able to recollect memory and hereditary are the means of preserving experiences building them together of uniting a mass of often confused detail into homogeneous and consistent mind and matter but they do not originate the increment in each generation at the moment of its being an increment has nothing to do with memory or hereditary it is due to the chances and changes of this mortal state design comes in at the moment that a living being either feels a want and forecasts for its gratification or utilises some waif or stray of accident on the principle which underlies its development that enough is a little more than what one has it is the business of memory and hereditary to conserve and to transmit from one generation to another that which has been furnished by design or by accident designedly turned to account it is therefore not right to say as some have supposed me to mean that we can do nothing which we cannot remember to have done before we can do nothing very difficult or complicated which you have not done before unless as by a tour de force once in a way under exceptionally favourable circumstances but our whole conscious life is the performance of acts either imperfectly remembered or not remembered at all there are raindrops of new experiences in every life which are not within the hold of our memory or past experience and as each one of these raindrops came originally from something outside the whole river of our life has in its inception nothing to do with memory though it is only through memory the raindrops of new experience can ever unite to form a full flowing river of variously organised life and intelligence memory and mistakes memory vanishes with extremes of resemblance or difference things which put us in mind of others must be neither too like or too unlike them it is our sense that a position is not quite the same which makes us find it so nearly the same we remember by the aid of differences as much as by that of samenesses if there could be no difference there would be no memory for the two positions would become absolutely one and the same and the universe would repeat itself for ever and ever as between these two points 
when ninety-nine hundredths of one set of phenomena are presented while the hundredth is withdrawn without apparent cause so that we can no longer do something which according to our past experience we ought to find no difficulty in doing then we may guess what a bee must feel as it goes flying up and down a window-pane then we have doubts thrown upon the fundamental axiom of life i e that antecedents will be followed by like consequence on this we go mad and die in a short time mistaken memory may be as potent as genuine recollection so far as its effects go unless it happens to come more into collision with other and not mistaken memories than it is able to contend against mistakes or delusions that occur mainly in two ways first when the circumstances have changed a little but not enough to make us recognise the fact this may happen either because of want of attention on our part or because of the hidden nature of the alteration or because of its slightness in itself the importance depending upon its relations to something else which make a very small change have an importance it would not otherwise have in these cases the memory reverts to the old circumstances unmodified a sufficient number of the associated ideas have been reproduced to make us assume the remainder without further inspection and hence follows the want of harmony between action and circumstances which result in trouble somewhere secondly through the memory not reverting in full perfection though the circumstances are reproduced fully and accurately remembering when asked to remember something indefinitely you cannot you look round at once for something to suggest what you shall try and remember for thought must be always about some thing which thing must either be a thing by courtesy as an air of handles or as a solid tangible object as a piano or an organ but always the thing must be linked on to matter by a longer or shorter chain as the case may be i was thinking of this once while walking by the side of the serpentine and looking round saw some ducks alighting on the water their feet reminded me of the way the sea-birds used to alight when i was going to new zealand and i set to work recalling attendant facts without help from outside i should have remembered nothing a torn finger-nail henry hoare college friend when a young man of about five-and-twenty one day tore the quick of his finger-nail i mean he separated the fleshy part of the finger from the nail and this reminded him that many years previously while quite a child he had done the same thing thereon he fell to thinking of that time which was impressed upon his memory partly because there was a great disturbance in the house about a missing five-pound note and partly because it was while he had the scarlet fever following the train of thought roused by his torn finger he asked himself how he had torn it and after a while it came back to him that he had been lying ill in bed as a child of seven at the house of an aunt who lived in hertfordshire his arms often hung out of the bed and as his hands wandered over the wooden frame he felt that there was a place where nut had come out so that he could put his fingers in one day in trying to stuff a piece of paper into this hole he stuffed it in so far and so tightly that he could tore the quicker the nail 
the whole thing came back vividly and though he had not thought of it for nearly twenty years he could see the room in his aunt's house and remembered how his aunt used to sit by his bedside writing a little table from which he had got the piece of paper which he had stuffed into the hole and so far so good but then there flashed upon him an idea that was not pleasant i mean it came upon him with irresistible force that the piece of paper he had stuffed into the hole in the bedstead was the missing five-pound note about which there had been so much disturbance at that time he was so young that a five-pound note was to him only a piece of paper when he heard that the money was missing he had thought it was five sovereigns perhaps he was too ill to think anything or to be questioned i forgot what i was told about this at any rate he had no idea of the value of the piece of paper he was stuffing into the hole but now the matter had recurred to him at all he felt so sure that it was the note that he immediately went down to hertfordshire where his aunt was still living and asked to the surprise of everyone to be allowed to wash his hands in the room he had occupied as a child he was told that there were friends staying in the house who had the room at present but on his saying he had a reason and particularly begging to be allowed to remain alone a little while in his room he was taken upstairs and left there he went to the bed lifted up the chintz which then covered the frame and found his old friend the hole a nut had been supplied and he could no longer get his finger into it he rang the bell and when the servant came asked for a bed key all this time he was rapidly acquiring the reputation of being a lunatic throughout the whole house but the key was brought and by the help of it he got the nut off when he had done so there sure enough by dint of picking with his pocket knife he found the missing five-pound note see how the return of a given present brings back the presents that have been associated with it unconscious association one morning i was whistling to myself the air in sweetest harmony from saul jones heard me and said do you know why you are whistling that i said i did not then he said did you not hear me two minutes ago whistling eagles were not so swift i had not noticed his doing so and it was so long since i had played that chorus myself that i doubt whether i should have consciously recognised it that i did recognise it unconsciously is tolerably clear from my having gone on with in sweetest harmony which is the air that follows it association if you say hallelujah to a cat it will excite no fixed set of fibres in connection with any other set and the cat will exhibit none of the phenomena of consciousness but if you say meat the cat will be there in a moment will the due connection between the sets of fibres have been established language the reason why words recall ideas is that the word has been artificially introduced among the associated ideas and the presence of one idea recalls the others End of section six.